stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Until I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Yeah, you know, and I remember I, I, played I played that song when we talked about it. I think it was right at the start of April. And that was kind of like, okay, here's this song that's causing controversy because it was on the country chart that not. And I think everyone was hearing it for the first time. Well, you've all heard it a million times since then, I assume. Lil Nas X was just in Calgary. In fact, performed at the Stampede. Seemed like the perfect venue for that kind of song in 2019. Old Town Road is the song, Lil Nas X. And, of course, Billy Ray Cyrus got on for the, uh, for the remix. It's turned into a monster hit, clearly the biggest by far in 2019. In fact, it is so big that it has now officially broke the record the most consecutive weeks at number one on the Billboard chart. Like the main Hot 100 Billboard charts. From the controversy back in March was that it had shown up way down near the bottom of the country charts. And someone at Billboard decided that, nah, it's not a country song. So maybe the controversy was kind of a jumping off point for this song. But it's not the kind of song you would expect to be breaking these kinds of records. So how do we explain the wild success of this song? Well, someone has uh, written about this and uh, has some good insight on all of this. Very pleased to welcome to the program Chris Malamphy. He's a chart analyst and pop critic. He's a columnist uh, at Slate. Does the Why Is This Song number one column. Also does the Hit Parade podcast. More at Slate.com. Chris, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Rob. Good to be here with you. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to me how we went from this this story just a few months ago, I guess back in late March, early April, this novelty song that was on the country chart then kicked off the country chart. But man, now we're talking about really in terms of pop charts that the biggest song of all time. It's crazy. Well, by one measure, right? I mean, you know, it's it's uh, the longest-lasting number one hit in Hot 100 history, and the yeah. Hot 100 is a six-decade-old chart. It's been around since 1958. And, you know, one skeptical question I often get about how the Hot 100 works is, hasn't this chart changed over the course of those 60, now 61 years? And the answer, of course, is yes. It, it couldn't possibly stay static because the ways we consume music have changed over the course of that 60 years. Um, for example, the song that it uh, just beat the record on, which is uh, a record from 1995 by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men called One Sweet Day, that was under a quite different regime of the chart. Um, back then, in the mid-'90s, the chart only really measured two things, sales of songs, and back then that meant a physical song that you bought in a store, and radio airplay, which actually has uh, remained consistent. We still measure radio airplay on the Hot 100 to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now the Hot 100 also measures a third thing, and that third thing is vital to why Lil Nas X stayed number one for 17 weeks, and that is streaming, of course. Uh, Spotify and Apple Music and you know all of these services, Tidal, that contribute to streaming points, that is now actually the largest factor in the Hot 100. And it's appropriate because this is how a majority of Americans consume their music. Um, And uh, all throughout its 17-week run, uh, Old Town Road has been an absolute streaming monster um, since, especially when in its second week at number one, the Billy Ray Cyrus remix dropped. Um, it, it set a record for most streams in a week back then at 143 million streams in a single week. And for most of that run, it has frequently been above 100 million streams in a week, which is just a staggering number 
prior to this year. That was kind of rare. Mm-hmm. And it's never dropped below about 70 million streams in a week, which in any normal week, which would be a mind-blowing number of streams. So the the fact that it's held on this long, that's a big, big reason. And it, it has to do with the fact that the song is very short. It, it was originally a less than two minutes. When Billy Ray Cyrus was added to it, it became two and a half minutes. That's ideal for streaming services like Spotify. It makes it very repeat-worthy. Uh, video versions of the song have been very popular, including the official music video, which came out in May, about halfway through the song's run. Um, very popular, lots of cameos. All of that streaming data factors into why it's been such a big hit on the Hot 100 all these months. Yeah, and that's definitely a factor. But I mean, at the same time, you know, we, there, there are other streaming giants out there. I mean, Taylor Swift has released new music uh, during the 17 weeks. Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber teamed up to release the song uh, in these 17 weeks. There, there are some big names in pop music who are unable to dethrone this song. Yes, one by one, Lil Nas X has knocked off all of these would-be contenders for Song of the Summer. You mentioned Taylor Swift. She's had two singles drop, both of which peaked at number two. You mentioned Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. Uh, Shawn Mendes, an up-and-coming pop star, he released two singles. Again, both of them peaked at number two. A Post Malone song peaked at number two. We even saw a single by Billie Eilish, who's kind of the most buzzed-about new artist of 2019, a song called Bad Guy. It got all the way to number two in June, and it looked like this might finally be the record that was going to you know, take the number one spot away from Lil Nas X. And uh, in late July, kind of to, you know, bring it over the finish line, uh, Billie Eilish's team put together a remix of the song featuring, again, Justin Bieber. And despite the fact that it boosted both the streams and the sales of the song considerably, Lil Nas X's uh, lead over the number two record was so massive that it really did not, uh, you know, it wasn't enough. That that mm-hmm. leap in, in points was not enough for Bad Guy to overtake Old Town Road. And, and here we are with Old Town Road making it to its 17th week and taking the record. Yeah. And, you know, at, at the time, and I remember, you know, we talked about it at the time because I just thought it was an interesting story about who gets to decide what's country, what isn't. I mean, and I, I never thought for a moment it would take off like this, and clearly nobody else did. I mean, this guy didn't even have a record deal when he did this song. Nobody thought that this was a song anyone would care about. You know, I just wrote an article for my Why Is the Song Number One series about how exactly this song pulled it off. And I pointed out that it had several factors in its favor, some of which are very modern and current. I already talked about the length and the fact that it's ideal for streaming. The fact that, you know, to your point, it it started in kind of a viral way. It it didn't start the way a traditional record starts. It it grew out of a video game called Red Dead Redemption 2 that came out last fall. Mm -hmm. It grew out of a sort of hashtag campaign called the Yeehaw Agenda, which was basically a celebration of the black cowboy boy, um, and it was popularized on an app, kind of a, a successor to Vine called TikTok, which is basically like a, a short video service where people put up videos, and it's almost gamified in the sense that you're competing or trying to you know, get the, the most votes for your video. TikTok was a big factor in popularizing Old Town Road before Old Town Road was, again, to your point, even signed to a label. Um, and so that virality uh, really uh, had a, a, a lot to do with why the record took off. And then you also pointed out it's, it's country bona fides or lack thereof. Country radio in America really never softened on the song. It was very controversial when it came out. Uh, infamously, Billboard removed it from its country, uh, their country chart. Um, 
basically under pressure from the so-called Nashville Industrial Complex that really did not feel that this was a core country record, despite the fact that, you know, in its second week at number one, Billy Ray Cyrus was singing on it, and he's certainly a veteran country star. But they never really regarded it as endemic to their, their genre. But one point I made in my article is that it's kind of become boundaryless or genreless. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is this record? It's built out of a sample of a song by Nine Inch Nails. So Trent Reznor, by the way, gets a songwriting credit on it. So it's built out of a, a strange alt-rock sample that kind of sounded twangy, which is why it you know, turned into a country song in the first place. It does sound like country. It sounds like R&B. It sounds like hip-hop, except there's no actual rapping in it, yet there are references. The main hook, Can't Nobody Tell Me Nothing, is basically a reference to an old Kanye West lyric. So it's kind of everything and nothing at once. Is, is it a novelty record? Is it a country record? Is it a pop record? Is it an R&B record? The answer to all those questions <laughs> is yes. Yeah. And it, it, it seems like the kind of song as well that as much now as maybe record companies are going to you know, find me the next Nas X, find me the next old town road I, I i don't know that you could recreate all of this no and you know one other point i made in my article is that what became uh, evident as the record went to number one and stayed at number one was that it had turned uh, from a meme if you will to a cause and it and and more than a cause it became an event one thing that the three records that all have spent this much time at number one have in common. And those three records are, again, Mariah Carey and Boys to Men's One Sweet Day, the record that almost beat it in 2017 with 16 weeks at number one, Despacito by Luis Fonsi, Daddy Yankee, team up with Justin Bieber. And now, finally, this record by Lil Nas X teaming up with Billy Ray Cyrus. They're all team-ups by multiple artists, in many cases, pretty much in all cases, coming from different corners, different genres of the pop world. And it turns these records into events, and that's what makes this so singular. So I agree with you. It's not something that can be replicated. Even Lil Nas X is having difficulty replicating it. He's already released a follow-up, an EP with multiple tracks, a follow-up single called uh, Panini, which only got to number 16 on the charts. Even Lil Nas X is going to have trouble <laughs> following up this record, let alone yeah. the record industry. Well, that's the thing. When you, when you when this is your first, you know, your introduction to the public, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of one-hit wonders in pop music history, and it can be really tough, especially when it's such a monster hit. How do you, yeah, how do you, you know, do that? I'll mention some names right now. Debbie Boone spent 10 weeks at number one in 1977 with You Light Up My Life. Kim Carnes spent nine weeks at number one in 1981 with Betty Davis Eyes. The, the group All for One spent 11 weeks at number one in 1994 with I Swear. Yeah. Uh, Los Del Rio, a pair of Spaniards, <laughs> spent 14 weeks at number one with Macarena. Uh, even more recently, think of Robin Thicke, who spent uh, 12 weeks at number one with Blurred Lines. None of these folks came close to topping the Hot 100 ever again. Some of them, you could call one-hit wonders. Some of them had two or three hits. But in all cases, they never came close to those heights again. Lil Nas X might be, I think he's almost inevitably doomed to never spend 17 weeks or 18 weeks or however long he's going to spend at number one again. Will he have another number one hit? That remains to be seen. There are others who have followed up a big hit with another big hit. But um, when you have a hit this big, you know, it's lightning in a bottle. And it's not something that can be easily replicated. No, it's true. As you allude to, I mean, it's, it's not over yet. He's now at 17. Weeks, but conceivably he could keep going for a while, couldn't he? He really could, and and I've been asked by a few people. All right, so what's going to eject this thing? And the answer, quite frankly, is I don't know. Um, you know, if the Billie Eilish record, which has spent six weeks at number two on the chart, it may even be up to its seventh week now. I've lost count. Um, 
if it couldn't do it with a team-up with Justin Bieber, then my guess is that the record that's ultimately going to eject Lil Nas X isn't even on the chart right now. It's an event record that will come out of left field. By the way, this is how Despacito wound up getting stuck at only 16 weeks at number one back in 2017. It was on its way to that 17th week, and then in comes Taylor Swift with her new single, Look What You Made Me Do. It hurtled all the way to number one, and it, it held back Despacito from getting that 17th week. So for all we know, there's a single that some superstar is planning to release in, I don't know, early August, mid-August. Maybe it'll even be Taylor herself. She's in the middle of a new album campaign. And that will be the record that ultimately ejects Little Nas X. Uh, Old Town Road is going to have to cool a little bit, and something else is going to have to come out of left field to, to end this tremendous rain. But 18, 19, 20 weeks is certainly not out of the question. That's crazy. Quite a story indeed. Much more at Slate.com. Chris, thanks so much for your insight. Really appreciate you making some time for us here today. Oh, it was my pleasure, Rob. Thank you. There you go. That's uh, Chris Melanthi, uh, chart analyst, pop critic. Uh, he writes podcast at Slate.com. And you want to read his thoughts on Lil Nas X? Well, uh, that's where you'll find his piece again, Slate.com. So, yeah, what a crazy ride it's been for this guy. <laughs> I, you know, never would have imagined. No record deal, but sell this kind of novelty track. And, and look at him now. I guess the question is, where do you go from here? How do you ever top this? Yeah, in all likelihood, he probably never will. 974-8255 is the number here, 974-TALK. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.